You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome to another episode of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the author of the bulletin. It is Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Hey there, yeah. Doing well, thanks. Tom. Not bad, not bad. Are you enjoying a nice bank holiday weekend? Yeah, I mean, the weather's not exactly what it has been for the last few months, so that's a bit of a downer, but yeah, not too bad. Off to watch Bath City later on, so uh, yeah. Oh, you're flirting. You're flirting with a mistress in a higher division, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't, I can't criticise. I was doing that last weekend. No Um, way, we've gone the bank holiday, so yeah, I've got to, got to, got to find some other stuff to watch. Yeah, I know. That was weird, wasn't it, really? I mean, I perhaps, we, you know, we shouldn't sort of complain about um, no. um, about these things, really. But um, I did wonder whether or not... Um, I mean, the bank holiday fixtures are always very crowded, we should say yeah. that. So, of course, yeah. although we would like a football fix today, <laughs> you know, there's an awful lot of football that will be going on on bank holiday Monday. And, I mean, that would probably hit our gates. So, actually, yeah. not having a... You know, I can, I can see the logic in, yeah. um, in, in, in that. But um, perhaps a few... Few more fixtures on a on a few different days would be good. I did see um, actually on on social media on Facebook, Hengrove have got an excellent um, social media um, package, and um, they were talking about they were already talking about the um, uh, the ground hop okay. um, that's um, that's coming up, and of course that that's always incredibly um, yeah. well supported. Um, but I mean, you know, the, the, the tendencies have been good. Um, this season, as we've discussed on the last couple of um, podcasts, although I'm 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 seeing on your bulletin that there's there's we've had a couple in the thirties. We we won't we won't dwell on that too much. We we really need to get into the meat and drink of this, don't we? Really, I'm rambling because yeah. it's we've been away for the weekend and um, yeah, drink was taken. Anyway, never mind. We don't need to dwell on that. Um, <laughs> on uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna kick off our uh, roundup on um, on Tuesday the twenty first of August. Um, um, Bitten steamrolled their way to uh, to another win. They beat Roman Glass St George 2-0. But um, Brislington, they were an impressive goal-scoring form, Tom. Yeah, indeed. A, a huge win for them. A 6-0 uh, home. Uh, their first league win of the season. And, yeah, came in pretty comprehensive fashion. Uh, beating Shipping Silbury Town. Uh, Oakland Buck, uh, who's, yeah, pretty prolific goal-scorer at this, uh, this level. And then Michael Rimmer. Uh, they both scored twice for their own side, yeah, so... Yeah, a fantastic 6-0 win for Rislington. Buckland, um, they're in winning ways as well against um, Bridport and a big crowd. Yeah, another side to, to grab a, a first league win of the season. So uh, good times down at Buckland, uh, finally. And as you say, a good crowd, which is really good to see. Uh, Lev Affle and Graham Merkier, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, firing them to a yeah, 2-1 win at home as he's over, over Bridport. And another 2-1 scoreline. This time it was the visitors who went away happy from Hallen. Yeah, indeed, uh, Bridgewater Town uh, did pretty well uh, to start this season. It was a pretty dramatic win, this one. Uh, they were 1-0 they were down uh, pretty late on, but then Jake Brown and Charlie White uh, scored in the final three minutes uh, to overturn Matty Davis's opener. Uh, so, yeah, to give, give Bridgewater the, uh, the 2-1 win and the, the three points. Now, 2-1 was a popular scoreline. That was the scoreline that um, Odd Down enjoyed against um, Hengrove Athletica um, on uh, on Tuesday. And um, last week's um, podcast guests, Westbury United, um, well, it was a lot closer with their visit to Shortwood United than perhaps you or I may have thought um, um, last week. Shortwood, of course, who've been in... You know, they found life, adjusting to life in the Western League, very difficult. Been on the end of a few heavy defeats. That Things were much closer on Tuesday night. Yeah, indeed. Going up against uh, a team that have won all their games so far this season. That did continue, obviously, as you say, Westbury 
uh, 2-1 victors thanks to goals from Jordan Tinder and, and Callum Demkiv. Uh, but by all reports, I believe Kerry Miller was there um, and he's written a report for us. And uh, yeah, it sounds like Shortwood uh, were definitely yeah pretty unfortunate maybe not to nick a point. They did get uh, yeah get back in back in the game thanks to a free kick from Josh Beadle. Uh, but yeah, they did come up a little bit short. It was a two-on win uh, away from home for Westbury. But yeah, hopefully signs that uh, Shortwood maybe could pick things up over the next uh, next couple of weeks. Obviously, it's uh, yeah tough start as you say. Uh, four games, four defeats. But um, yeah, as I say, hopefully a uh, hopefully a sign of things to come if they can in- definitely improve that home form. I know um, sides over the last couple of years that have been towards the bottom have found have found it easier as the season goes on. So yeah, fingers crossed Shortwood can turn things around. It wasn't a particularly busy night in the first division. Only three fixtures, but um, an absolute avalanche of goals. We'll uh, we'll start at Cheddar, um, where the visitors were high flying Bishop's Lydiard. Yeah, and uh, Lydiard made a really good start. Um, Brereton and um, sorry, Ryan Brereton, uh, and then the inform Harry Miller had given them a two-one lead away at Cheddar. Who obviously, were one of the pre-season favourites. Uh, but then it was yeah, it was uh, Cheddar, the Cheeseman, who came out on top, a three-two victory for them. Adam Jones uh, got them back on level terms. Uh, that was his second of the, the night. Uh, before a free kick from Ricky Bennett, uh, pretty late on, uh, gave them the, uh, the the three points. And yeah, 3-2 win for Cheddar over Bishop's Lydia. But a good game there. Now, well, City, an impressive win on the road. But the question I've got to ask you, Tom, is what on earth is going on at Canesham Town? Yeah, it's not been the best of starts. Uh, looking at the table, I mean, four, four games played, just a one win. Uh, and yeah, another home defeat. Uh, well, City doing pretty well, as you say, on their on their travels. This was the second uh, away win for them in the space of four days, thanks to goals from Harry Davidson, Jack Spence, and Billy Manning. Uh, but yeah, uh, Kingsham, who had taken a third minute lead, uh, thanks to James Ollis, uh, yeah, weren't able to hold on. Uh, Three figure crowd, but um, yeah, unfortunately for Kingsham, not not the best of starts after probably quite a lot of uh, a lot of hope going into the season. But yeah, good good performance from Wells to come away with a three one win. Absolutely. And finally, um, Longwell Green Sports, they had a very good night at home um, to Portis Head. Yeah, it's good to see them uh, starting well. Obviously, tough season last time out for Longwell Green. A 5-0 win at home to Portis Head. Uh, there were goals for Danny Carter, Connor Britton, uh, Sam Ford and also Ali Bamford. Yeah, helping them to a, a pretty comprehensive win at Sherrard's Road. Now, we had two uh, Premier Division games on Wednesday, the 22nd of October. Bradford Town enjoyed a big win away at Cadbury Heath. That was 4-1. And Plymouth Parkway, well, they were in awesome form, winning 5-0 at home to Wellington. But Saturday was all about the FA Cup, and we've still got plenty of sides involved in the action. Um, We'll start with Cadbury Heath. They were on the road to Bodmin Town. Yeah, very dramatic game uh, down in Bodmin. Uh, a two-all draw it ended up, so they they will replay on Wednesday evening out at Springfield. So Cadbury Heath taking uh, taking home advantage into the replay, but uh, yeah, they did nearly come away with the victory on Saturday. Sasha Tong tried to put in them ahead, uh, but Bobman managed to to equalise on both occasions. Dan O'Hagan scoring twice for the home side. Uh, the second of his uh, equalisers, unfortunately, coming in the 98th minute. So yeah. Uh, some late drama down in Cornwall, but as I say, uh, a replay for Cabrera here for Wednesday evening, so hopefully they can complete the job then and uh, reach the next round. Well, Bradford Town couldn't overcome higher league opposition. They fell 1 uh, 0 at home to Porton Rovers of the Southern League, but one team that did beat a team from the Southern League was Buckland Athletic, 2 0 against Mangotsfield United. Yeah, really good result for them. A uh, 2 0, yeah, 2 0 home victory, uh, and it was goals from Richard Groves and then uh, Graham Murphy Acre again. Uh, pretty early goals, uh, and then they managed to hold on. So, yeah, um, 
an impressive, really impressive win for Scotland, one of the, the standout results of the weekend, I would say. So I'm delighted to welcome to the Tool Station Western League podcast, for the first time, it's the new manager of uh, Buckland Athletic, it's Craig Duff. Craig, thank you very much for taking the, ter- uh, the time to speak to us. And um, Before we get into the meat and drink of the interview, I wondered, um, you're the new manager of Buckland, could you tell us a little bit about um, your journey to the Buckland dugout? <laughs> um, so I joined the club on a permanent basis last season, on the turn of the new year in January. Um, obviously, I was aware that the Buckland manager's job was up for availability come the summer as Adam was stepping down, obviously due to him being living in Ireland and moving upstairs, etc. And we had a couple of say, uh, conversations during that period. And as I think I've said before, we just sort of left it on the back burner until the season filtered out because obviously there was still a lot to play for at the time and that was our main priority and then yeah we had a couple of meetings over the summer and I put my ideas forward and thankfully they liked what they heard and here we are today. Because I know that Adam obviously stepped in as a sort of an interim um, manager last season um, but of course because he was based in Ireland it meant that a lot of the day-to-day running the training of the squad and, 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 and even some of the matches um, did, um, he, he was very much relying on the support that he had um, back in Buckland so w- were, you, were you very much part of that? Um, no, I don't think I can take the credit for that that was mainly down to Ben Robinson he was the one that led the team when... Um, Adam was, wasn't there on the day-to-day basis and he'd done a brilliant job and luckily enough for us he's decided to stick with us and do another year with us and he's been a great help to me from the very first day from when I took over. So I can't thank him enough. I mean, you had a fantastic, I say fantastic, I, I, I use that word in perhaps its most literal sense. It was an incredible finish to the um, to the season. Of course, it was very well publicised just how many matches you had to play in such a short period of time. I mean, what was pre-season like for you? I mean, were the players showing any sort of signs of fatigue, either sort of physically or mentally? Yeah, it was, it was a difficult pre-season, probably one of the hardest as a player and obviously being my first as a manager you know players were still carrying injuries from last the season before people are, we're trying to get back for pre-season people are they feel like they've only just finished a few weeks ago you know people have other commitments away from football and it's a big commitment for those 10 months in the season of eating right living right you know all the travelling and trying to produce the levels that the club need from you and to then have to go straight back into it. Well, it almost felt like we had no break. It probably did have a bit of a negative effect, but I think we're past that little phase now and looking onwards and upwards. Because obviously the August months tend to be um, a difficult time for, for, for many of the Western League clubs with, with players still on holiday and family commitments and often work commitments as well. So have you, have you, found, that, uh, have you found that that's also been a challenge um, as you've started your Western League campaign? Yeah, it has been difficult. It's been a difficult start for us all. Uh, obviously, considering the results, it hasn't made things easier. But as I said, yeah, you know, we got through them difficult times. I feel like there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel now. You know, we're starting to click together. You can see the improvements all around the pitch. Like my ideas, I feel, are coming across to the players and they're starting to learn and adapt to what we want to do moving forward. And it's been a real positive couple of games to be honest we I feel like we've taken a couple of big strides forward 
Well, let's talk about one of those games now. Um, you're in FA Cup action uh, on Saturday and um, you came up against Southern League Mangotsfield. Uh, it was a good win for you. You must be very pleased. I was delighted. First and foremost with the performance, I thought we were superb from the very first minute. They were a good team. They had some real good attacking players and we had to be on it from the first minute if we were going to keep them at bay and get anything from that game. It was a tough game. You know, I think on another day we probably could have put that game to bed before half-time. But as expected, they come back at us strong in the second half and they applied some pressure, but we stood up and probably still created the better chances of the second half. So, yeah, I was delighted with, to every man, really, all across the board. They all, they all produced exactly what we needed from them. So I told them we needed 14 men to all produce the best of their ability today if we were going to get the result we wanted. And fair play to them, they all did. They all stood up and was counted. Obviously, you were up against um, Southern League opposition there and you, you acquitted yourselves very well. But, I mean, I, I guess, would you like to be playing Southern League opposition a little bit more often? Have you targeted promotion for your objectives this season? Um, of course, I'm sure, as you well know, Buckland's objective is always to be promoted. Um, they're a club that have ambition and they would like, they see themselves hopefully being a Summer League team in the near future. Um, in terms of my targets, I don't really tend to talk about and say them. I like to keep them to myself because I think it's a distraction, really. You know, the players just need to focus on their job one game at a time and we'll see where it takes us come the end of the season. Obviously, the club is an ambitious club, um, and yeah. and with that, with that sort of the caveat of of this being your first season in management, and and and, and you wanting obviously to establish yourself, um, a, a good run in the league is clearly important. So, does that mean that the the cup competitions, including the FA Cup, which I suppose realistically, I mean, I know your fans won't like me saying this, but realistically, um, the FA Cup is probably a little bit beyond your reach. Um, are they a distraction or, uh, you know, are they a welcome or an unwelcome distraction? Oh, they're certainly, well, it's a welcome distraction. I think if you ask any player at the beginning of the season what's the, the game they're most looking forward to, taking derbies aside, I think that each one of them would tell you the FA Cup. You now, each player should have that little ambition inside them to try and reach that, that holy grail of the first round. Now, obviously, being a Western League team, that's going to be somewhat maybe impossible, but... You know, you've got to set those little targets and ambition and you never know, you know, a couple of good draws and home advantage and we've got a, we've got a talented bunch of players that are capable, as proven on Saturday, of beating teams in leagues above us and I never know. As, a, as I said to you, as a player, I always wanted to get to the first round. It's one of the things on the bucket list that I've never quite managed to achieve. And I won't be putting that, ticking that one off the list just yet. So I'll still be hoping that we can maybe pull off a little miracle. Well, um, we'll know soon enough um, who you uh, who you draw in the next round of the FA Cup. But on the first of September, um, you've got a trip to Willand. Now, of course, you uh, you started off your Western League campaign at the beginning of August, um, hosting Willand. On that um, on uh, on that day, you uh, you you lost out one nil. I suppose I suppose you owe them one. Um, to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, for the people who were there, they'll probably tell you it wasn't the greatest of spectacle that game. And maybe on another day, a nil-nil would have been a fair result. It was just sort of one of them games that filtered out. But they got the goal and they probably feel that they may have deserved that goal. Um, but yeah, we do 0-1. I 
mean, I don't think anything's won or lost in August. You know, it's a long time to go. There's a lot of games to play, the pitches to turn in the winter. And, but yeah, it would be good if we could go there and get the three points. It would really be three terrific results then if we were. But it's not the end of the world if we don't go there and win. I mean, in fairness, they have started the season very well, haven't they? And um, I mean, I think you're right to make the point that, you know, really, I mean, I don't even, on the podcast, we won't even talk about the league tables um, for a few weeks yet because, I mean, you know, they're a nonsense at at this particular stage of the season. But one thing that we can reflect on is that the fixture um, computer seems to have thrown up two matches with um, arguably your closest rivals um, so early in the season. I mean, I I don't know whether that's a a good or a bad thing. Is that something that's sort of been discussed um, by, you know, at the club? Um... I don't think we had a favourable start to the season, but at the end of the day, you've got to play everyone twice during the season at some point. So does it make a massive difference when you play them? Probably not. We'll go there on Saturday with knowing exactly what we need to do to get the three points and hopefully the boys can deliver. Well, Craig, um, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. Um, congratulations again on that fantastic FA FA Cup win. It'll be fascinating to see um, how you um, who you draw in the next round. And of course, you've got a great cup pedi- pedigree. I remember co- covering the teams um, running the Vars um, a couple of seasons ago, which was fantastic. And of course, I had the pleasure of commentating on your your Les Phillips Cup win as well um, last okay. season. So um, you know the uh, so so the cup competitions are clearly um, are clearly ones that you know you as a club do well in but uh, be, we're all waiting with bated breath to see how you get on in the league as well OK thank you very much thanks for your kind words Well um, I very much enjoyed um, Cheddar's um, pre-match um, uh, publicity surrounding their game uh, with Yate unfortunately the dream has um, has died uh, for them for another season and um, they lost um, 3-0 at home but a very very impressive crowd and I'm sure that's um, every bit to do with the, with the great publicity they generated um, for that game. But um, chipping Sodbury Town, um, they uh, uh, they uh, well they won away at Easington Sports. Yeah, indeed, uh, they fell behind uh, at the beginning of the second half, uh, but they managed to turn it around really late on. Uh, Steve Fitzpatrick and then Justin Bishop both striking after ninety minutes uh, to claim a two-one win. Uh, away at Easington Sports, so yeah, to move through to the the first qualifying round, so a really good result for for Chipping Sodbury, and um, yeah, some some late drama there. That's a pretty famous victory for them. Well, it was an all-Western League clash between Hallen and Bridport, and it was the visitors who came out on top in impressive fashion. Yeah, five-nil win uh, for Bridport away at Hallen. Uh, Oscar Lakers scoring twice uh, for the away side with Andy Martin, Leighton Thomas, and Leon Wood. Uh, also, yeah, getting on the score sheet there for for Bridport. Now, um, one, another side, uh, another one of our sides that did very well against um, higher-level opposition was Plymouth Parkway. They beat Larkhall Athletic. Yeah, uh, Parkway doing really well this season, obviously. Uh, three league wins and, yeah, now a couple in the, in the Cup. Uh, a 1-0 win uh, over Larkhall. Really good crowd down there. I know there's uh, yeah, quite a, quite a good buzz, I think, down at the club at the moment. It's Stuart Yetton. He started the, uh, the season really well, scoring in quite a few of their games. Uh, his solitary goal was enough for them to see off Lark Hall of uh, yeah one of uh, one of the bath clubs. So yeah, really good result for Plymouth Parkway. Now. Um, well, this was a game you and I were speculating um, about on last week's podcast. We did wonder whether um, Portland United mm. had picked up on the marketing ploy of the Portland Timbers side, of course, who play in um, the American 
uh, soccer league, and uh, whether were, whether or not there'd be a, a lumberjack um, sawing chunks off a very large log if they scored. Well, of course, the home side didn't score, did they? And no. I, I very much doubt whether the lumberjack would have been called into action um, on behalf of Bitten. But uh, if he had have been, then he would have had to have sawed two chunks off his log. Yeah, I mean, he was he would be unemployed against Bitten. They've yet to concede the goal this season, so that's now. Uh, six games for them and six clean sheets. Uh, the latest, a 2-0 win away at Portland uh, in the Cup. And it was Ben Bamman uh, scoring twice. Uh, he's been an absolutely brilliant signing. I think he scored in five of their six games so far this season. So, um, yeah, and they, they ended this game with nine men as well, Bitten. So, I mean, can't really speak highly enough uh, about them to start the season. Four league wins, sitting top of the Premier Division, and now a yeah, pretty good Cup run uh, underway, not letting in goals, scoring plenty at the other end. So, uh, yeah. And again, this was a match we talked about on last week's podcast. It was Westbury United's um, FA Cup clash against Saltash United. And um, I'm sure Neil Kirkpatrick's going to be very pleased with that 3-0 scoreline. Yeah, Saltash coming into this game unbeaten. So uh, not, not, not the easiest of ties for Westbury. Uh, but they did well. Uh, a 3-0 win, uh, continuing there. Perfect starts, obviously just like Bitten. And it was uh, Dan Kovacs. Uh, he's done done well to, to start the campaign. He got them uh, got them got them underway with a goal scoring in the first half, uh, and then goals after the break from Francois Allen and uh, Josh Burks and helped them to complete the uh, yeah a three 0 win over Saltash for Westbury. And finally, our FA Cup um, roundup is completed with uh, what would have been a Tool Station League Western Premier Division um, uh, tie. Uh, uh, between Will and Rovers and Salt uh, and Street, uh, massive crowd, under eighty-seven. There, William, of course, have been going incredibly well in the Premier Division this season. But um, Richard Fay did have his revenge for last year's mauling um, at the hands of Will and um, the uh, the Southern League outfit. There, triumphing two-one. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Tool Station. But it's a... Uh... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Tool Station website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button, thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect. Another helping hand from Tool Station. Your best mate for the job. Now we'll look at the Premier Division, and um, there was a, a huge win uh, for Bridgewater Town at home to Brislington. Yes, obviously Brislington having won six 0 during the week, uh, that, that was turned uh, on them in, on the weekend. A six 0 defeat uh, away at Bridgewater, and there was one man who stole the headlines in this one. Jack Taylor uh, scored five goals. Uh, pretty remarkable. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, twice uh, in the first half. Uh, they didn't score until the 33rd minute and it was obviously Taylor who, who did open the scoring uh, and then yeah added another one just before the break uh, it was then David Fawn who, who scored their third before Taylor uh, scored three more times after the after the interval uh, made it 6-0 uh, pretty com- yeah massively comprehensive win for for Bridgewater and a fantastic afternoon from uh, Jack Taylor excellent stuff and also in the Premier Division on Saturday, uh, Clevedon Town, they recorded a, a good away win at Cribs 2-0, so congratulations to them. Uh, in the first division, three fixtures, uh, all of them belters. We start off with Bishops Lydiard. Of course, they've been doing ever so well. They came up against a side in Corsham Town that also have been doing ever so well. I think, um, I think I'm right in saying that they were undefeated going into this game. I'm going to let you take it from there. 
yeah, the only undefeated team uh, in the first division, Corsham, and yeah, that's definitely remained in place. A 5 0 win uh, away at Bishop's Leaders uh, to help them go top of the table. Uh, they played for. Uh, one three and they have got a draw, so uh, yeah. But the latest win, a, a pretty yeah, pretty comfortable five 0 win away at Bishop's Lydiard. Uh, Lewis and Carroll and uh, Josh Bright among their goal scorers. But yeah, fantastic start for Caution. And um, well, this is uh, an eleven goal thriller. Oh, yeah. Portishead Town against Redstock Town, two teams who've been um, have, str- have been struggling. You would have thought that perhaps this yeah. might have been a cagey affair. <laughs> Neither side really wanting to lose, but it looks like it was. It was attack, attack, attack. Yeah, I mean, both teams had lost every game coming into this into this fixture. Uh, there wasn't, I couldn't, well, couldn't, couldn't find uh, instant updates during the game. So when the uh, the full time results had come in, I'd have to take a double take and and give it a few checks here and there and to check in to see if everything was um, legit. But yeah, it turns out a six five victory for for Radstock away at Portishead. I doubt we'll get a, a, the same result cop up again this season. Uh, pretty amazing game at, uh, at Bristol Road. Uh, Kyle Norris uh, did really well for the away side. He scored four times and also missed a penalty uh, before returning to then fire a penalty home, so he did really well. Uh, there was a hat-trick for, for um, Robbie Cox uh, of Porter's head, but <laughs> it proved not to be enough. Uh, Radstock did pretty much run away with it in the second half. I think it was two all at the break. Uh, and then goals from Norris, Sam Gregory and Jacob Hill gave them a 5-2 lead, uh, which yeah, proved to be... Proved to be plenty enough, uh, well, not plenty enough, but it proved to be enough. Um, Hamish Hurst scoring the final goal for Portishead uh, pretty late on, but they weren't able to, to force home an equaliser, so unfortunately for them, they remain uh, rooted to the bottom of the table. But uh, yeah, if they can continue this goal score, I don't think they will be for long. Uh, and yeah, Radstock gaining a, a first league win of the season. Uh, and yeah, 6 5. I mean, yeah, fantastic viewing for the, uh, the 51 in attendance. I'm sure they had a good afternoon. Well, I'm delighted to welcome back to the Tool Station Western League podcast Shane Smith, the manager of Radstock Town. Um, Shane, thank you very much uh, for taking the time to speak to us on the on the podcast. Um, I, I had to get in touch with you on, off the back of that incredible match at the weekend, an 11 goal thriller at Portishead. Have you have you ever seen anything like that in your Western League life? No, not quite. And it was um, a little bit of a shock to the system, really. Uh, the game was um, quite even at half-time. Uh, both teams 2-2 and, and it was quite a tight affair. And then second half, uh, both managers, myself uh, and the Porter, changed the shape of uh, of the team. I think to look at trying to go on to win the game, because both teams haven't won a game this year. Uh, and it made for a very open game. I think both sides were attacking and uh, and scoring basically at will. It's a funny one, isn't it? Because I would have thought that both of you needing that first sort of win going into the game, it would have been a very cagey affair. You know, it had nil all written all over it. But it seems like it was it was it was the Western League equivalent of of Kevin Keegan's Newcastle taking on um, at Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. <laughs> That's correct. I I, um, I felt that we had to win the game at half time, uh, being two two. Uh, we were two one down. We managed to score right on the on the stroke of half time, and I felt that the best best form of defence was attack really. So we switched our shape. Uh, unfortunately, so did they. So um, it did make it, like we said, for a very entertaining game. Uh, some very good goals for both both teams as well, which was, um, that was a highlight. Some very, very good goals. Maybe some are defending um, and goalkeeping not at its probably highest level. Um, but 
it was um, good to see that there were some very good um, strikers on show Saturday. It would be fair to say, I think, that it's been it's been a difficult start to the season for you. Um, you may well have some thoughts on that, but I mean, what was if we start at the beginning? Um, what was your pre-season like? Not so good, Ian. Uh, due to sort of players not really committing it and having a look at other clubs, uh, managers managed around leaving other clubs, I felt probably uh, didn't help us because uh, we, we did have some very good players uh, last season at the club. Um, often managers from Western League, uh, Southern League sides were coming to watch the players and I did feel at the end of the season if we never gained promotion we could lose quite a few players and unfortunately that's what did happen. It didn't occur to me until last week when I was speaking to Neil Kirkpatrick at Westbury just um, just how many of your players were, 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 were cropping up in, in these interviews um, but playing for for other clubs. I suppose you've been a victim of your success in recent years. It has because when, when we played Westbury uh, on, when they were on the verge of um, winning, uh, winning their league, one thing Neil did say, he did say that we were the best team that he played. Uh, and that slightly worried me a little bit because I did feel that after he was probably eyeing up players to, um, uh, to, to bring in. And um, unfortunately, um, our players were offered quite a great deal more money than what um, Radstock would be able to offer them. Um, West Green, and they, uh, they, you know, they, they were able to um, sort of turn their heads and, and, and get them over there, and, and that's what happened. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the nature of the game. Now I know, um, obviously, we we've I've been following Radstock when I was involved in community radio, and I know you've been at the club for a, for for a few years now. And I felt that in that time, the club were sort of building. And you were showing signs of improvement year on year. I know you like to play football the way it should be played. The Western League can be quite a physical league, but I know Radstock have always tried to play, um, play, play it on the ground. Um, so, I mean, the, 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 the disappointment of losing so many players, do you think that that has set your personal project back? Uh, it, it, it has, Bri, and overall for the club, because we felt that possibly this year, if we could have kept majority of those players, we we would have had a very strong push for um, for promotion. And unfortunately, um, it's not quite worked out that way. But one thing that we, we would have never be able to uh, sort of not put a team out that I don't think is, is capable of um, promotion, and I think in time, with the players that we've got now, they will learn to uh, develop and play uh, at this level because most of them are local lads now that are, are basically stepping up to to want to progress in their footballing careers. Really, obviously, I mentioned that interview last week with the with the Westbury joint manager, and uh, you know the names that cropped up in that interview were the likes of Ian Jeffrey, um, incredibly experienced, and of course the very exciting Morgan Skip. Who have you been able to bring in? Who should the Radstock fans be looking out for now, particularly, as you said, with that sort of local hat on? Well, Sam Gregory, obviously, is well-known for local football. Outstanding um, striker. Lots of other managers uh, have tried to get Sam uh, to play for him over the years. But he is a Radstock um, lad, really. Always been at Westfield, but Radstock is the club that he, he really enjoys uh, playing for. We always make him feel welcome, uh, and, and he is a very he is a fan's favourite. Um, so that, that, that's, that's one positive. Jack Metcalf coming back to the club. 
has taken over the role from Tom Stocks, who was our captain for quite some um, some time. Uh, Jack has a lot of experience. He, he's been at Radstock on off over the last ten years. He's gone to play for Froome and, and Oldland and sides sides like that, really. But he's decided to come back, live in local again, um, and uh, and help us try and move forward. A new lad that we've just recently signed on, uh, Kyle Norris from from Ogden, scored four goals on 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 his debut on Saturday against uh, Portishead. Absolute outstanding uh, ability. I think probably Ogden he, he never got the uh, perhaps the opportunities um, that um, Lee Render was able to give him. Really. So, if we look at the fixtures coming up, you're in action tonight. You've got um, a trip to Bristol Telephones. I mean, that's never an easy place um, to go. And then yeah. you're on the road again um, to Wing Canton, that time in, in the Vars. I mean, is the Vars going to be a welcome um, distraction for you? Or are you just looking for some games just to build some momentum now? Yeah, yeah I think, obviously, from Saturday's game, it, it, gives, it gives the players a uh, much um, boosted lift really because obviously it's not quite going as well as what um, we wanted to do at the start of the season the odd mistake has cost us and, and, and unfortunately when you've got a young uh, inexperienced team it can affect their confidence a little bit when, when you make mistakes um, but I felt Saturday their confidence was, was good after the game they were looking forward to playing this evening and obviously at um, uh, on Saturday, we we we, um, we go to um, Wincant for the Vols game, and a lot of the players wouldn't have played in the FA Vols before, so it, it, they are looking forward to that. Um, but we have to make sure that we we um, we, uh, we get something out of the game tonight against um, Bristol Telephones. And you you own Wincant one as well, don't they? They they, they, um, they beat you at Southfields on the opening day of the season. We, they did, and and, um, and unfortunately, it was it was sort of like a. a, a an ongoing problem whereby we give them two goals and, and um, you know they were a rebuild they, they've done the same sort of thing Elizabeth with some of their players have moved on they've gone elsewhere some of them playing higher some dropping down um, when I was talking to their chairman they have a slight rebuild um, themselves actually Now you've got four consecutive home games coming up after that trip to Wincanton how important is it for you to get um, to use those to get some points on the board. I mean, you, you've had three already this season. You haven't been able to record a win yet, so you, you do need to give something for the Miners fans to cheer. Well, I, I, I do think that um, if we look at the team that we had well, the last home games and we look at the team that we've got now, I mean, we're also brought in um, Ryan Pike from Shepton Mallet, who's, who's going to be a he's going to be a massive asset for us with, with, with experience that Ryan has. Um, you know, so we we think that we're in, we're in a better position than we were um, three weeks ago. So realistically speaking, then Shane, I mean, I I, I I get the impression really that this season's still very much in flux for you. I mean, it's almost like you're having to sort of go through a pre-season with some of your players, but you know, after the actual pre-season has has, has happened. But I mean, what what expectations have, have have you got for the squad this season? Well, you you are you are right. Ian. We we felt that August would be uh, a, a, our pre-season with the players that we managed to bring in, and we felt that if we can pick points up in August, it would be a bonus. We thought we would look to kick on uh, from from the end of, from the end of August, and it looks like that's probably the way things um, are are developing. Um, so um, the objective is to have a good run in the FA. Balls, if possible, uh, and to sort of just 
increase our position um, in, in the table so that players can start relaxing and enjoying their football with less um, pressure on them. Well, that's very much um, what's going on on the pitch, but I believe that there have been some very positive developments off the pitch up at Southfields. Yes, there has been. Um, the leash has been signed um, regarding the, the football club, um, so that's taken uh, a little longer than, than everyone anticipates, but now the leash has been sorted out. Um, we're, we are looking to start to develop new changing rooms. Also, Green King, the, um, the, the beer supplier, have come on board, uh, and they're looking also to help us develop things uh, at, uh, at the club. Good times, um, certainly off, off the field then. And uh, let's hope, Shane, that you can turn things around on the pitch and, um, and uh, you, can bring the, um, you can bring a smile back to the face of those Miners fans. Absolutely, and that, that, that's, that's our plan. Not quite so spectacular, but perhaps um, more impressive was the win of Radstock's near rivals, uh, Welton Rovers. Um, last week we spoke to Andy Crabtree on the podcast. He's, of course, the manager of Warminster Town. Warminster have been... Uh, well, they've enjoyed a very good start to the season, definitely. Andy was full of sobriety and uh, not wanting to get carried away, particularly after the, the difficult end of the season that Warminster had. But, um, uh, you know, he made the point during the interview that every game in the Western League is a hard game. And uh, Welton Rovers, they haven't enjoyed the best of starts particularly, although their results have certainly picked up of late. Well, this goes to show that um, if a corner needed to be turned, I think it has well and truly been turned, Tom. Yeah, indeed. Uh, this was their first league win of the season. Well, a couple of draws. They haven't been doing too badly, but they were uh, yeah, towards the bottom. So up into up into the sort of mid-table now, uh, following this 2-0 victory away at Warminster, who obviously had started very well. So, uh, yeah, another away win. All three uh, first division games on the weekend going to the away sides. Uh, yeah, and it was goals from Aaron Sevier and Dave Cooper helping, uh, helping Welton to gain the three points. Uh, yeah, a, a successful afternoon for them. So that rounds up our look at the week that's been. Um, now we look ahead, and uh, the first set of fixtures are on Tuesday, the 28th of August. Bristol Telephones entertain Radstock and Devizes. They're at home to Chippenham Park. It's a Wiltshire derby, I'm sure, and there'll be a healthy crowd for that one. Uh, only one game on Wednesday, Tom, and that is a FA Cup uh, replay. Yeah, so that's the, the one replay we have, uh, and that will be Cadbury Heath uh, hosting Bobman Town, uh, following a Fantastic chore draw on the weekend, so yeah, hopefully more of the same there, and maybe Cadbury is coming out on top, that'd be really good. Well, Saturday is all about the FA Vars, and um, I think um, to pay our sides um, due respect, we'll, we'll, we'll rattle you through these, these fixtures. Bishops Lydia take on Bishop Sutton. Wow, a Bishop's Derby. The Battle of the Bishops. Um, that's our first FA Vars. Uh, first qualifying round match. Then Bristol Telephones travel to Bournemouth. I'm, I'm assuming that they're not taking on the Premier League side. Carn Town, they entertain Forley. Chippenham Park, this is another uh, all-Western League um, affair. Chippenham Park take on um, the undefeated Bitten. Corsham Town, high-flying Corsham, they take on Laverstock and Ford. They're at Westbury, travel to the Isle of Wight, where they take on Cow Sports. Uh, Clevedon travel to Crediton United, and I'm sure that Clevedon will be a credit to the Western League. Um, Devizes Town take on Warminster Town. Uh, well, Wiltshire Derby, FA Vars clash, monster crowd there, I'm sure. Godolphin Atlantic, what an absolutely fantastic name. They take on Portishead. Uh, Hallam, they entertain Fairham Town. Hengrove take on Newquay. Uh, Canesham Town uh, take on Sidmouth. Odd down there at home to Shepton, another Western League match uh, match up there. Oldland Abertonians take on Tottenham and Ealing. 
Uh, Plymouth Parkway take on Brislington. Again, that's another Western all Western League affair. Then um, Bridport, they travel to Romsey. Romsey Town. Roman Glass, they're on the road to Stockbridge. Uh, Longwell Green Sports, they take on Team Solent. Uh, Wellington entertain Saltash United. That's a home tie for Wellington. And finally, we wrap it up. Uh, with another all-Western League affair between Wincanton Town and Radstock, and we'll be very interested to see who's at the races there. And um, We do have some Premier Division games there, don't we, Tom? Yep, uh, so there's uh, four, I think, going ahead on the weekend. Uh, so we've got Bradford Town taking on Shortwood. Uh, we've got Cadbury Heath versus Cribs. Chiffing Sodbury Town take on Bridgewater. And then also we've got Willem versus Buckland again. So, uh, yeah, I think they played each other on the... Opening day, uh, and they will be in action once again against one another. Yeah, that's that's going to be a belter, isn't it? Um, yeah. Sherbourne uh, take on Ashton and Backwell in the first division, and finally, Well City are at home um, to the resurgent Welton Rovers. Um, now, um, any fixtures there particularly tickle your fancy, Tom? I mean, Buckland obviously had the good good uh, good cut win on the weekend, and they will probably want to turn things around pretty quickly. Obviously, lost to Willand one nil on the uh, yeah. At the beginning of August, so if they can get a um, get a get a result away at Willem, that would be pretty impressive. And obviously, uh, definitely going to be watching out for Bridgewater now that um, Mr. Taylor's found his goal-scoring boots. So, uh, pretty tough uh, trip away at Chipping Southbury. That could be a pretty good game uh, on paper. So yeah, in the Premier Division, I'd say those two are probably the standout games on the weekend. Well, looking at the FA Vars, I think that um, Devizes against Warminster should be an interesting one, purely because I reckon that there'll be a good crowd for that one. Um, and um, I do remember last season um, when we were following Bradford Town in the uh, in the Vars. They had a trip over to the Isle of Wight where they played. Now, actually, I bet it was Newport that they played. Now, I said I, th- I thought it was Cows. It could have been Cows. I mean, there's more oh, yeah. than one team on the Isle of Wight. It has to be said. But um, that was a that was albeit that that I think that it was a well, it wasn't a routine win because if memory serves me correctly, the goalkeeper got sent off and Danny Greaves had to come off the bench and um, and play in goal for most of the game. But um, Westbury have been going really well, and uh, be an interesting it'd be interesting to see how they get on anyway going over to. Um, uh, going over to the Isle of Wight. Um, so I should be keeping an eye on that one. Now, have you written your... Um, I know you've written your bulletin because I'm reading it, but have you written your words for the non-league paper? Yeah, indeed. So uh, looking back on the last week of the Premier Division fixtures, so that includes midweek and uh, weekend games. So, yeah, that's uh, in, the, in the non-league paper in the Step 5 and 6 section, yeah. Excellent, Tom. Thank you very much indeed um, for your time. And um, I hope you enjoy your um, your bank holiday football. Uh, and, uh, well, I look forward to catching up with you next week when we'll be looking back at the Vars on the Toolstation Western League podcast.